0: Well, good morning, brothers and sisters, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another thrilling edition of First Day. And this is a special one because today, as always, we're celebrating the glorious resurrection of our Lord and Savior. But today, we are here to firmly proclaim that the home church loves God and country. And we're not ashamed to say that. America's destiny. Let me say as I begin this morning, I am an American, and I love America. I love my country because of its greatness. It is great in its land, in its beauty, in its strength, in its achievements. I love my country because of its greatness. I love my country because of its graciousness. America, as no other country, has shared its wealth with others, its scientific discoveries, its medical accomplishments, even the blood of our precious young men and young women in protecting the freedom of other nations. Yes, I love America. I love America because of its greatness and because of its graciousness. But most of all this morning, I love America because of its godliness. No, I didn't say sinlessness. No, I said that our country is God-directed and focused. It has given us a freedom of faith. And that, my friend, is the dearest thing to me. The fact that we have a wonderful Lord and Savior that we can freely proclaim. And I fully intend today to use my God-given and constitutional right of the freedom of speech to champion this morning God's cause and to challenge our country. As I said, a man once said this, he said, a man who won't use his freedom to defend his freedom doesn't deserve his freedom. And there are many among us this morning who are thinking and wondering, myself included, where is America headed? And for anybody who cares and who could not care, and we see at the rate we're going, we wonder, what is America's destiny? And so I look forward a brief message, but showing four very important scriptural factors that will determine the destiny of our great nation. It is said that a disgruntled early American once complained to our most sociable founding father, the charming Ben Franklin, they said, so where is all this happiness That the Constitution has supposedly guaranteed me. Franklin, always sly in his response, said, The Constitution, my friend, only guarantees the American people the right to pursue happiness. You have to catch it yourself. Amen to that. And that is our plan today, to joyously catch that spirit of faith and freedom. And so, I'm going to ask you to join me in a brief word of prayer And then a message, I believe that this country and I hope, hope and pray that you will take this message to heart. Father, oh God, I'm so thrilled that a church like this, Lord, and all these wonderful people gathered, and those hundreds, yes, thousands that gather the rest of the day. Lord, thank you for a bunch of people who still love you and believe that this country is worth saving. Give us ears to hear this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. I can't be long. I don't want to be like that minister who was giving a long winded message. He finally said, I'm so sorry I talked so long. He said, I left my watch at home. A voice from the congregation said, Well, there's a calendar behind you. <laughs> <laughs> so it'll be quick. You won't need your calendar, hopefully, not even your watch. Therefore, important factors in determining America's destiny. Number one, America's destiny will be determined by her remembrance of the sacred. Now normally I would explain the background of these passages perhaps a little more, but this morning we'll not do that. There's a wonderful nationalistic Old Testament song in Psalm 9. The Christian King David warned his nation The wicked shall be turned into hell. And all nations that forget God. Now, Folks, it can't get any more plain than that. Any nation, despite how big or wealthy or even principled, that forgets God will suffer. America's future, number one, will be determined by its remembrance of God. One South American president said, South America was founded by men seeking gold but North America was founded by men seeking God. America without a doubt has reached a pinnacle of greatness unlike any others in human history. Because it's the superiority of our natural resources? No. Because of our elevated intellect somehow makes us a better country? No. There is one indisputable uniqueness about America And that is that our founding fathers established America's laws and precepts on the principles of God's word. No doubt about it. God blessed this nation, especially in its early days because of its choice to honor God. I remind us this morning that Psalm 33 and verse 12 is still in the Bible. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. When those 102 brave Bible-loving pilgrims finally landed at Plymouth Rock after 66 arduous, dangerous day journey across the icy Atlantic, they knelt down. They then thanked God for giving them a new country. And as we heard Brother M. Schauf mention a moment ago, for one overarching reason, and that is for the propagation of the Christian faith. Did you know that the first buildings in America, in almost every community, were always churches? Our founding fathers of the United States of America wrote their faith about creation. In fact, the greatest single political inspiration in the early documents was the Bible. Somebody has calculated the number of biblical expressions in the early documents from 1760 to 1805, 34% of the quotations involve the Bible. It is no wonder then why the radical left today does not like the Constitution of the United States. The First Amendment, notice first as in primary, includes these words, Congress will make no law respecting the establishment of religion nor prohibit the free exercise thereof. Now, it says nothing about prohibiting God being involved in the government. It just says government cannot get involved in the business of church. Any reputable builder knows that the most important part of any foundation, any structure is its foundation. That's exactly why God cautioned in Psalm 11, verse 3, If the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? And that's why it's important to remember the foundations before we're destroyed. The reason America has stood now for almost 250 years is because the God of the Bible has been there since year one. And so we say this morning, America, don't forget God. And America, don't forget the people who paid the price for our freedom so that we can worship. Those beautiful red stripes on that flag of ours, they represent the blood that was spilled so that we could have freedom. And no, Mr. President, it is not okay that disrespectful people burn our American flag or stomp on our flag or fly it upside down because they're triggered by the Supreme Court's courageous and correct decision to save the lives of unborn Americans. No, Mr. Governor, it is not all right to fly the LBGTQ flag underneath our precious American flag over our state capitol. And no, it's not all right, spoiled sports professional, to raise your fist or to kneel and disregard or disrespect our flag. And I say it is not okay tomorrow on Independence Day to have F the flag and F the fourth rallies across our country and my opinion is anybody that goes to one of those rallies my idea is just go ahead and ship them on to Moscow (laughs) pretty good idea I hear they're looking for recruits over there in fact I'll be we'll be happy to help any one of them pack I'll tell you for sure my father fought for this country and others fought for this country This great field of flags we have out here, each one with a beautiful little brass plate commemorating those who served in our armed forces or law enforcement, we fly proudly here on our campus. You will not find a place where you'll see more beautiful flags here on a Sunday or a Monday here. You say, are you worshiping your country? No. I'm just giving honor where honor is due. And our 16th president, Abraham Lincoln, said in a pivotal 1863 president proclamation, We have forgotten God. America must never forget where she came from. Number one, America's destiny will be determined by her remembrance of the sacred. Number two, America's de- destiny will be determined by its rebuke of sin. Will America continue to be blessed? Well, it's important to know what moves the hand of God's favor. His written word pronounces this, a nation's destiny is tied to its attitude about sin. That great Old Testament national leader Solomon proclaimed, and knew from tragic experience, nobody, no nation, flaunts God's law without eventual consequences. Proverbs 14, 34, exalts a nation. Sin is a reproach to any people. Now, I know a lot of people today hold a different idea about what sin is. It's an unpopular even word or concept. They say it's politically incorrect. It's an outdated notion. Somehow it's part of what the religious right does. By the way, I think maybe just say the religious are right better way to say that. But um, No, wise Solomon said the accurate statement that there is an elevating aspect to righteousness, and there is a diminishing aspect to sin. You'd say, well, what is sin? What do you classify sin? Well, we just go to the Bible, and probably the most clear and easy and simple and direct definition is found in 1 John 3 and verse 4. Sin is transgression of the law. Actually, the Greek word there is anomia, Two words, all ah, meaning no, nomia meaning law, nomos. Not like our Spanish friends meaning that, but uh, anomia meaning no law. No, they're speaking there the entire canon of Scripture from Genesis to Revelation. Our founding fathers knew and understood it is through an experiential understanding and knowledge of Scripture that we avoid sin. One of the greatest organizations, religious organizations, for hundreds of or for decades, has been the American Bible Society. Do you know who actually founded the American Bible Society? A group of pastors? No, it was actually founded by an act of Congress. By the way, we have a supervisor, Tom Patty here this morning of San Joaquin County, and he is running for Congress of America. Tom Patty, would you stand here? Saw so you use some place here. All right. Thank you, Tom. Yeah. This is the kind of man here, I believe, who would do that. It was by an act of Congress. In fact, John Adams was the first president of the American Bible Society, our second president. Most of the early laws were based on the principles from the Ten Commandments. The Supreme Court building, did you know that the Supreme Court building has a Carving on the front of the building of the Ten Commandments. And across from the Speaker of the House seat, very needful, a sculpture of Moses. (laughs) (laughs) President George, I can't, I got to go on. I would stop there for a minute. But President George Washington said it is impossible to govern the world without God in the Bible. And yet today in America's schools, it's become breeding grounds for the anti-left progressive agenda. Sadly, in American schools, they teach children to pick their pronouns, and you decide whether or not you want to be a boy or a girl. And instead of reading the Bible, or some other at least wholesome reading on these precious, impressionable minds, they're giving the anti-Christian, anti-American 1619 project. It is important. Again, to listen to the words of Christ-honoring patriots who were instrumental in making this country the most powerful and respected nation in the world. And I suggest this morning that our nation's public schools be a whole lot better off if they would take a copy of the Ten Commandments and put them on the walls of the classrooms than offering a drag queen in the library. Brilliant American General Douglas MacArthur spoke the truth when he said, history fails to record a single precedent in which a nation subject to moral decay has not passed into political, economic, and national disaster. Folks, America must remember its sacred beginning. Number two, it must rebuke sin. We have to stand against that which is destroying America. And the lives and the morals of our people. But there is a third one that I think many people forget. And that is this. America's destiny will be determined by its respect for the saints. Now if you believe the Bible at all. If you believe that it is the truth of God. Then the passage in Genesis 18 is very true. You know that passage. That is the passage where God destroyed an entire area close to the Red Sea, known as Sodom, and another close by city, Gomorrah, because of their immorality. Do you remember why, what God said about that? He said, I'm going to, I'd be willing to to not destroy this area. Why? The sin was terrible. I mean, it was just, uh, it was just so destructive and hurting so many lives. But he said, I'll be willing to spare if I could find 50 righteous. Lot pleaded and Abraham pleaded and God gave, said, well, 40 and then came down to 10. If there were just 10 righteous people, people who were believers in God and put their trust in God. Friend, it is the, the reason God spares America is because of the righteous. Not especially because of the wickedness of sin. That's always been here. But it happened in Noah's day and it happened in Sodom and Gomorrah. Friend, there's no thing in the Bible that says it couldn't happen again. We owe so much to these who are those, maybe not perfect, but righteous in the sense that they love God and love His Bible. During World War II, Winston Churchill, Prime Minister of England, paid tribute to the pilots there in Great Britain in a speech before the House of Commons. And here's what he said. He said, never in the files of human conflict was so much owed by so many to so few. Let me give that to you again. So much owed to so few. And that statement is even more true today about those that are righteous among us. No, not sinless, not perfect, but standing for righteousness. That's what we're talking about. Little do we know how valuable Bible-loving Christians are to our community. I know many would think that the right or the religious or whatever, they're you know hurting America. Friend, that is the reason why God's hand of judgment has been held back. They are the very ones that keep society from the anathema of God. A Canadian newspaper reported the effects of a storm had swept through the town. The newspaper read as follows. We are glad to announce that the windstorm which blew down the congregational church did no serious damage to the town. Sadly, that church was of such little significance to that community, to the socialist media. Their opinion was that its destruction was no loss to the community. And I remind us all that the evangelical churches are the very soul of America. And how leaders and how heads of society treat God's people is how they would treat God Himself. And I just say, plain as I can be here this morning, you cannot treat Christians like garbage and somehow honor God at the same time. 1800s French diplomat Alex de Tocqueville said, Not until I went to the churches of America, pulpits aflame with righteousness. Of her genius and power. Can we allow the driven to shutter the doors of our churches as they did in 2020 and as they did in 2021? All the while it's okay to run a casino, it's all right to have a liquor store, and it's perfectly fine to have a marijuana dispensary. My friend, if the Home Depot Church was will continue to be open. I say it, nothing, zero, nada is more essential for the success of a nation than how we treat Jesus Christ and his church. And that's why I urge folks, we need to get behind churches and God-fearing places like Life Training Academy patriotic schools and get actively involved in a Bible-believing church. In fact, go out in that lobby this morning and sign your name on that new member's uh, slip there and say, I'm reporting for duty. Folks, we need people to stand for God's people. And so this morning, America's destiny will be determined by her remembrance of the sacred, by her respect for the saints, and by her remembrance and by her rebuke of sin. But there is a fourth one that oftentimes is overlooked. And as I finish this morning, America's destiny will be determined by his relationship to the Jewish seed. There is one final reason that will determine his destiny. It is clear as day. Genesis twelve 3 couldn't be any more clear. I will bless them curse him that curses thee, and in thee all the families of the earth shall be blessed. God promises to bless people who are a blessing to Abraham's descendants. America's destiny is inextricably determined by her friendship to Israel, God's chosen people. Every nation that has persecuted the Jews has felt the hard hand of God firmly upon them. Every nation that has ever stood with the Jews has felt the favor of God and the blessing upon them. By the way, I believe this is a good place to publicly give honor to the President of the United States, number 45, Donald Trump. Yeah. Donald Trump <laughs> stood with Israel as no president has since Ronald Reagan. Even embassy to Jerusalem, to Jerusalem, Mike Huckabee was proven right. A couple of years ago, he said, President Obama's Iran deal will take the Israelis and march them back to the door of the oven. And once again, we see that very thing happening. The only democratic nation in the entire Middle East is increasingly surrounded by anti-Semitism. In fact, one month ago, Democratic Congresswoman Rashida Tlaib from Michigan introduced a new House resolution. Here was the resolution that we as Americans need to recognize the catastrophe of the establishment of modern Israel in 1948. And my friend, let me tell you, that was not a catastrophe. That was a fulfillment. (laughs) That was a fulfillment. It was just righting a long overdue wrong. It was Jehovah God who gave Abraham 4,000 years ago that land. It has never been the Arab nations, no. It's always been Israel's. If America wants amber waves of grain purple mountains of majesties above the fruited plain and for God to shed his grace on her then America must continue to stand with Israel God deals with nations and their relationship to his people there was a man who had bought a huge grandfather clock for his living room he was so excited about that clock he went to bed that night happy that he could hear the sounds. But several nights later, something went wrong with his clock. As it began to strike, he counted the numbers, 10, 11, 12, then 13, then 14. He jumped up. He shouted to his wife, get up, honey. It's never been this late before. (laughs) And I believe that's very true for our country. We love folks. It has never been this late before. Christians cannot stand silent any longer about the sins that are destroying our nation. Abraham Lincoln said, if destruction be our lot, then we ourselves will be its author and its finisher. I'm telling you this morning, folks, we are on the winning side. The battle has already been won by Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. You'd say, pastor, what can I do? Let me give you three quick things. First of all, pray. 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 Absolutely. That is the most powerful force in the world. God answers the prayers of His people. Pray for our country. Pray for our leaders. Pray that sin would take a hike. Pray. Number two, participate. Participate in the voting process and despite its craziness and despite the terrible things we see that happen and all that, folks, continue to participate and vote morally vote biblically and then finally number 3 par- partner get actively involved in a good church get behind good christian schools and other schools like life training academy stand together with god's people when jesus was resurrected and then when he ascended to earth what was the thing that he established before he left the churches He knew that was the best thing. And by the way, that's exactly why the wicked world wants to shut up the churches today. No, by God's grace, we're on the winning side, and I'm glad we are. I'd like you to stand with me, please, if you wouldn't, this morning. Let's all stand together. I'm going to ask our worship team to come, and we're going to sing that wonderful old American favorite. We hope you enjoyed listening to the preaching and teaching from God's Word today. You can get more information about our church and about starting a relationship with Jesus Christ at www.thehomechurch.net. From all of us here at The Home Church in Lodi, California, thank you for joining us.